This is Referees World with Darren Cullum and Richard Mellon. Hello again and welcome to the Referees World podcast, which offers education and training for referees of all levels. My name is Darren Cullum. I'm a level five referee affiliated with Somerset FA. And this is the technical manager referees, UAEFA, Richard Mellon. Rich, it's been a long summer. It's been a long while since we've actually managed to get down and do a podcast. My first question to you is this. How the hell are you? Yeah, I'm fine, Darren. Hi, everybody. Um, welcome to season 22-23. Um, it's going to be a tough season here in, in the UAE because it's now our second season and things are now going to become a little bit more competitive. Expectation has increased. Demand is forever there. So our referees have now got to uh, develop the success of last year. And, that's... Uh, and we got to have a little bit, bit better performance. And that's Rich's role. That's what he does. That's where he's based. And I'm here in the UK, just to give you a sense of day and time and stuff. It is the 17th of September, 2022. We are well into the 22-23 season. Uh, me, personally, I haven't done a game since the back end of last season, purely just to uh, because of personal changes in my life, job changes and so on and so forth. Um, and actually, because of my new role... Um, having time to get together at the same time when you're free and I'm free. So it's proven a bit of a tasky, um, which is why uh, it's taken a while to get the podcast together. But we are here. We have some moments together, so we're going to embrace it and we're going to crack straight on with it. If you're new to the Referees World podcast, maybe uh, you've just found us, maybe somebody's recommended us to you. Uh, what we aim to do is not talk about things that have happened in recent games on the telly, um, because you're not really going to learn from that, are you? What you're going to learn from are the things that we discuss. And if you've got any questions at all you'd like to put to us, then we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us via the Facebook page or indeed via Twitter uh, or through the website refereesworld.co.uk. And because um, it's one of those moments where um, we've literally had to grab the time when we can get each other, it's a bit of a... Um, potluck job this one rich we're just going to grab something and talk about it which we've done many times before and they've actually turned out to be some really good episodes so um what we're going to go with i'll let you choose on this one right um <laughs> i've i've done a presentation i've created a presentation and i've entitled it you uh, and i want to say i want to say to all our referees what do you actually control about your football refereeing just elaborate what have, you mean. Have a think about it. What, what, well, let's let's talk about. Um, I, I'll give you the the, the uh, subtitles that I've put into my presentation: training, communication, meetings, knowledge, teamwork, profile, preparation, and ultimately performance. Right. These are the things that you control. Okay. These are the things you control. Do you want me to repeat them, or are you satisfied yeah, yeah. with no, just? No, no. Let's go through them again. I feel like. I feel a bit like Alexandra Armstrong on uh, Pointless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what do you what do you control as a referee? You know, what think you about control? this. Okay, read the list yeah, again. What do you, and, and the emphasis on you, okay? Training, communication, meetings, knowledge, teamwork, profile, preparation, and performance. Okay, let's start All with training. All the things that you control. Yeah. Okay, let's start with okay. training. Um I, as you know, I aim to train and keep on top of my fitness as much as possible, although the last three months have been slightly difficult. Uh, but 
uh, it's one thing that I particularly uh, very focused on is just making sure that I have a good standard of match fitness and general all-round fitness. Okay, let's put ourselves in the shoes of our referees that are listening. Um, what do you tra- what do you do with your training? When do you do your training? How do you prepare for your training? Because your your preparation for training has got to be equally the same uh, consistency uh, of training, and you probably train harder than what you actually referee. Would you understand what I'm saying? There? Yeah, absolutely. Because um, I want me for me personally, I want my uh, refereeing fitness, my match fitness, uh, to to be able to take me through a game without huffing and puffing and blowing out my back end and stuff like that. So I try to put where I can as much into my training uh, as I possibly can, if that makes any sense. So mm, yeah, for me, yeah, what I would try to do, obviously we all have to work it in and around our professional lives and our personal lives. So if that means, for example, through the summer, I had a lot of uh day-to-day desk work which meant um i wasn't physically active as such so i would try to get a run in uh before my work and then maybe if 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 energy levels would allow me maybe get a shorter run in at the end of the day didn't always happen that way but that's what i aimed to do so i was getting at least one run a day in monday to friday Okay, I, I think somehow it. I'd like to say uh, to our listeners, and and I'm not coming straight back at you with this one, Dad. I'm I'm coming to our listeners. I'd like to think that our listeners put aside time as a plan in a plan. You know, have a plan of how you're going to approach your 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 fitness levels and how you're going to do it. How many times a week do you normally um, train? Once, twice. What sort of training do you do? Do you do distance training? Do you do sprint training? Or is it a bit of mixture of both? No, I tend, to, uh, I, I tend to do distance stuff. Um, and that's just the okay. way I've always done it. Um, uh, perhaps what I should do is break it up and maybe do uh, at least one day distance, one day um, yeah. Okay. Uh, let me let me pull let me pull you to one side there, Dad. Because if you do a lot of uh, stamina stuff. Are you really looking at the the part of the game that needs a dynamic, explosive movement? Uh, 10, 15, 20 yards, a quick break, a counter attack. You know, are are you ready for those, or are you just one of those referees that plods around all the everywhere? You know, it's it, your 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 performance has got to involve various uh, styles of movement. Bit of crabbing uh, to the side, backwards, not very much, probably backwards movement, but backwards movement is still in there as referees. Uh, and then the dynamic movement, when, it, when the ball gets um, played 60, 60 metres upfield and, and you've got to get on your bike and you've got to chase it. But how do you chase it? Which way do you go about it? You know, you need that dynamic sprint. That first five, 10 metres is, is all important for you. Uh, you know, to get to get a quick uh, off the mark um, going towards the next penalty area, you need to be moving slightly left so you can keep an angle. If you chase straight behind the players, you're not going to have the perfect angle. How do you create the perfect angle? You've got to be on the move uh, and, you know, movement throughout um, positioning uh, and everything is an, is an important part of it. So lots of things to consider. Uh, and f- for me, I would like to say a balance of stamina training and sprint training should be considered. 
Okay, let's move on to the next one in the list, uh, which is... Meetings. <laughs> meetings. So um, when you say sure. meetings, are you talking about um, uh, meetings with other referees to discuss stuff or... So, what, what, you know, how are you going to... Uh, it's part of your preparation for, for a game is surely uh, training with other colleagues. Yeah. So meetings with other colleagues is, is, is a natural uh, step within that idea. So, you know, d discussing uh, scenarios, discussing uh, techniques, discussing issues within the game that you've had or they've had. You need to share these pieces of information so that uh, we all learn together. We all progress together. We learn and progress at different pace. But learning and sharing information about a game. Let's say you and I were uh, following each other week after week uh, throughout season. Uh, you know, strangely enough, how that would happen, I'm not sure. But if, if uh, you do a game this Saturday and I do a, a game with one of the two teams the, the week after, what did you experience with some of the players? The players that are verbally challenging you all the time or the players that are a little bit aggressive towards opposition, you know, are, are you picking up on these things? Are you sharing this information with other referees that, you know, follow you? It's uh, a, little you know, bit, a, a little bit like sharing intelligence, a little bit of intel, isn't it? Uh, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, 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 it is. It is. I mean, you know, I, I believe sharing is caring, you know, for the want of a cliche. Uh, but like I say, it's, it's not just football refereeing. This is pretty well life in general. Like, you know, um, you know, it's it's sharing that piece of information that could be crucial for somebody's, mm. you know, enjoyment of whatever they're going to do during that day uh, and preparation you know oh i went i went down the m5 the other week uh, and the traffic was absolutely awful near taunton uh, they got roadworks up there and there's roadworks are going to be there for three months what sort of information is that going to be that's invaluable to somebody that's got, got to go south from let's mm. say bristol towards exeter uh, and they know that there's um a preparation required to make sure that they get there on time without delays at the Taunton where there's traffic on the motorway for, because of maintenance. Mm. Simple things like that you share with everybody. That's that's what I'm saying. And that, that's something off the field, not on the field in this case, you know. And remember when you talked last year, uh, I can't remember who the referee was from Devon now, came from um, Torbay. Yeah, Matt. Um, Matt Redmond. Matt Redmond, that's Redmond. it. Hello, yeah, Matt. <laughs> yeah, Matt. Yeah. So, you know, all those little bits and pieces that you understand, the preparation that mm. goes into your training, your meetings uh, and your performance, ultimately, uh, are, are parts, that, you know, do do play. Um, what's the word? A contribution to, to how you your profile share and you know, share alike. That, and yeah, yeah. And that and that's something else we can talk about. We we could talk about teamwork. We could talk about profile. We could talk about communication. We could go on and on and on for hours, but uh, let's let's talk. Have we talked about profile recently? We, I can't we, remember. We we talk about profile in nearly every episode of the podcast, but 
Um, the reason we do that is because it is so important, you know, protect your profile. Uh, as we've said on so, or you have said on so many occasions, protect your profile on and off the pitch. Again, this will come into that list. And this is one of those things that you will get drilled into you over and over and over again in the way that I have done over the years. Protect your profile, Rich. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, it is it is quite straightforward and it's something that I like to say, let's keep it simple and, and looking after your profile is quite straightforward. But we do cause ourselves problems, let's say, uh, turning up late for a meeting. You know, that that is, that's almost disrespectful. But if you've got a genuine reason that you had to do something with the family that had to be sorted out before you could go to the meeting that started at half past seven, so if you know that you're going to be late, why not send a forward message to the organiser, to the secretary, whoever it may be, and say, I'm not going to be there on time tonight. I've got a little job that I need to be doing with the family before I can get to the referees meeting. Please understand, I will be 10, 15 minutes late. At least give someone the respect of you know, being organised and looking after your profile. Don't just turn up, sit down, say nothing, and then you know, come into the meeting with a bit of a, 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 bit of a grenade you know, and start start uh, talking about things that, um, you know, are, are not expected. It's it's looking after the profile in many different ways. And of course, um, it, it's, it's much the same as looking after your profile on the field of play. Although a lot of people can damage their own profiles. Have we, as we have discovered ourselves, uh, or I have in the last 12, 18 months as you know, uh, one or two of my colleagues have done as well. It's not all about protecting your profile on the pitch. You've got to do it off the pitch as well, as we've just discussed. Of course you have. Of course you have. I mean, let, let me say to you, uh, I, I speak to a couple of my friends and um, you may think that you're anonymous uh, as a referee in some cases. Even at grassroots, some of our referees think they're anonymous. But if you've been in front of people uh, as a referee, you never know who's been watching. You never know who's been at the game. Uh, you never know who's just walking past, walking the dog. Uh, and they just watch the game for 10 minutes and nothing, think nothing more. But sometime during the following week or the following month, uh, that person might see you in the high street, you know, uh, and your match profile might have been nice and tidy, but your high street profile might be, let's say you've had a, a couple of drinks, you know, uh, and, and, you know, or, or you're driving your car a bit too fast. You know, you're not respecting the traffic lights as, as you should. You're doing something that puts a dent in your profile. And that person that you thought uh, when you thought you were anonymous has seen you as a referee, thinks you're an OK referee. Then all of a sudden your profile starts taking a little bit of a knock because that person has now seen you in a different light. So, you know, all sorts of things contribute to a pro person's profile. Perception is reality. It's the one Ooh, way of looking yes. at it. So um, let's have a look at the next one on the list, then, Rich. Well, do you want me to actually say this P word? It depends which one you're going to use. Performance, Performance is obviously a key Performance, one. Performance, okay, you know? As we approach the last five yeah. minutes of this particular episode. Performance. How much weight can we put on um, performance then, Rich? Well, let me say, I know every referee in this world doesn't like to make mistakes, but we all make mistakes, I'm afraid. That is part and parcel of the game. That is how we learn. Um, and let's just focus on grassroots. Let's not talk about the elite level and VAR 
um, because that, that is a safety net for the elite level at that at that stage of uh, football because there's a lot of money involved. But let's, let's talk about... But they still make mistakes. They still make mistakes, don't they? Of course they? they do. Of course they do. And that's why VAR is the safety net for, for the elite level. But we don't have VAR at grassroots levels. Uh, so, you know, we've got to do something that helps sell our decisions. So what are we going to do about it? You know, let's go back to your training. Your training impacts on your performance. Your movement, your positioning, your angles are important for decision-making and your judgments. Eye contact with assistant referees, whether they're neutral assistant referees or club assistant referees. What information did you give uh, your club assistant referees as regards uh, how they can help you control the game? What, what particular issues do you want them to make a contribution to? And which particular issues do you not want them to make a contribution to? You know? Uh, I I know that uh, there are some places, particularly in the UK, where assistant referees are not expected to uh, raise the flag for fouls. And and in some cases, probably not even uh, offside. But how how do you control the game uh, through club assistant referees? It's a big, big challenge. Uh, And it's a question of... I could ask you, Dad, what, what do you say to club assistant referees in, in the Somerset area where you work? Uh, so the way I would approach it is, uh, and again, this is something we have discussed before, something we've talked about on the podcast. Uh, I would say to a club assistant referee, please don't give me any major challenges. Give me ins and outs of play. And I may overrule you at times, depending on how the state of play is going. But let's just have plenty of eye contact. That's pretty much how I would. Let's go into one or two of the more feisty areas of refereeing on the field of play when you're actually out there. You've got a player that's uh, not not overly aggressive, but he's challenging your decision-making. What are you doing about um, communication with him? Are you communicating with him? Are you interactive? Are you uh, proactive? Or are you reactive? In my experience, uh, a, a player like that is somebody who is fairly committed as a player, is passionate about what they do. And it's down to how you individually communicate with the players, which I think can ultimately have an effect on the overall game. I like to talk to the players. I like to be quite vocal. Um, and in my experiences, it doesn't happen all the time. But in a lot of my experiences, talking to them and managing them uh, helps to diffuse a situation. OK, when you're talking to players, uh, let me ask you, uh, this is to the listeners, really, but you can answer it on, beh- on, on your uh, particular experience. How do you address players? Do you call them, hey, pal, excuse me, number seven, hey, mate, oi. Don't say oi. Ah, there you go. Don't say oi. Do do you point? No. Do you use hand gestures? No. Do you point? I'll use a hand gesture and I'll I'll use my, as as you know, Rich, I'm quite animated with how I do things. um, And I will try to communicate in a, what I would say, a non-patronising manner. Have you ever shouted at a player? Uh, Only to calm down um, a situation like, don't speak to yeah. you have don't shout, you have don't speak to me player. like that do not speak to me like that but you have shouted at a player not shouted like that but only to raise my voice to uh, but let me say answer the question then 
you're now in court. Oh, right, okay, your honour. I said to you, I said to you, <laughs> I said to you, have you ever shouted at a player? Okay, uh, if we're going to play yes like no. that. Yes or yeah, no? Yes, yes, yeah. I have. Okay, I have as well. Yeah. And, Sometimes. And the, player, and the player told me, okay, ref, calm down. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, it I is a case it. of talk to a player how you want the player Absolutely. to talk to you. Absolutely. And make, and make them listen to you. You know, stand there, have silence, make silence. Don't, don't engage talk to talk uh, talk to them when they're talking to you wait and listen take the time create the space create the space of time uh, and, and it hopefully will um bring down uh, or lower the red yeah. mist the red mist will disappear hopefully. i've done plenty of uh, whoa 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 hang on whoa let's calm it down and the arms go out in front of me um and uh that's sometimes hey look as you know, and as every referee listening to this knows, every situation is different in every way. Of course it is. Course in so is. many ways. And Rich, before we finish, I think uh, a lot has happened since the last time we recorded an episode of the Referees World podcast. And when I say a lot has happened, uh, that does include, of course, the loss of the Queen. Yes. Um, seriously, very, very sad. Um, a fantastic lady. You know, in in every sense, um, the monarch for so many countries. Uh, what can I say? I I don't think I have the words really to to express how I really feel. But um, you know, God bless the Queen. Uh, long live the King. And uh, just have interest in Dubai. How how are they looking at this whole? Uh, situation with oh, the queen. The, the the day after the news broke, uh, the 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 Cali Times, uh, uh, an uh, Emirati newspaper out here, is a 28-page um, newspaper, and over half the newspaper was dedicated mm. to Her Majesty, with photographs uh, from around the world and when she visited out here in the UAE. She was highly revered in. in in so so many countries uh and it's 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 a fitting tribute to to a person that was uh, you know just so dedicated in giving service mm. to to everybody uh and i think it's a small it's a small price that we we pay when we say thank you mm. you know what else can you say what can you do it's um, it's extremely sad i must admit Okay, well, that's it for this particular episode of the Referees World podcast. Find us online at refereesworld.co.uk or just do a search for the Referees World podcast. From grassroots to the World Cup. This is the Referees World podcast with Darren Cullum and Richard Mellon.